our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go. Bye weeks stink, but we are always given something special after it. Since 2010, LSU and Alabama have had a bye week before playing each other. Really think about how crazy college football scheduling can get. These two teams know every year that this is the creme de la creme. We could talk all we want about Alabama-Auburn, but normally Alabama's got it locked up by the Iron Bowl. This is the game. And obviously, we know Jaden Daniels is an elite quarterback, but is Jalen Milrow an elite quarterback? Alabama fans are at my neck for what I have put on Power Hour SEC about the Tennessee game last weekend. Thought the officiating was very one-sided. We'll talk about that coming up. We're also going to talk about Draylon Miller. And we also got a big giveaway thanks to our guy, Player X. I'm giving out my favorite Mason Smith autograph card tonight to one of you watching. That's obviously pretty great. Now, I want to start off here talking about Jalen Milrow. Is he truly an elite quarterback? Well, the numbers would say no, but I will say as a first-year full-time starter, he has been very impressive. Starting off the season, I felt Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator for Notre Dame, uh, has not done a great job of setting up an offense for Jalen Milrow to succeed, right? The Texas game plan was one of the worst offensive game plans I've watched. And then the very next week, Nick Saban said, okay, look, I'll give you a quarterback that fits your game plan a little bit easier. And they started Tyler Buckner, and he stunk. And then they put in Ty Simpson, the five-star. He stunk. And then Tommy Reese said, look, my system might not be that great. Let me get Jalen Milrow back in. Obviously, Nick Saban made that choice. And ever since then, the Alabama offense has been better. Now, you look at Jalen Milrow's number, the first thing that I look at is QBR. He is 22nd in the country with QBR, just over 75 QBR. That's actually pretty good. That's above replacement level. And at the beginning of the season, he committed some turnovers, and now he has been relatively turnover averse. And on top of that, you take a look just nationally, the gap between the quarterback battle in this one is ginormous. You see Jaden Daniels all the way to the top right corner of your screen. If you're listening to this on podcasts, it's pretty obvious that Jaden Daniels and JJ McCarthy has separated themselves. The big difference here is Jaden Daniels is freaking magnificent. Well, guess what? J.J. McCarthy is not, right? J.J. McCarthy has played absolutely nobody, and Jaden Daniels has played a murderer's row with absolutely no help from his defense and also no help from sign stealers. Uh, that's a joke. But no help from sign stealers. Maybe, maybe not. I think everyone does it. <laughs> huh? 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 But you have to look really tough on this chart that Jalen Milrose just kind of in the middle, right? We look at the EPA per play versus the ESPN QBR. So Jalen Milrow, not great. You see him right there in the middle with um, actually just a lot of different names. Riley Leonard, Spencer Rattler. Uh, it's kind of, you know, muddied up there. So he's 
middle of the pack. He's not mid like your millennials will say or Gen Z, Gen X, whatever it is. He's okay. Now, what I'm about to show you, and I'll tell you over the air if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, whatever, is going to blow your mind. Okay, there is one positive stat that Jalen Milrow has separated himself throughout all of college football. Okay, and before I show it to you, I want to welcome in Mud, Player X, Tony the Tiger. Let me know what you guys. Uh, let me know if you guys can hear me loud and clear. Mick, good to see you. He says the difference is Bama has some kind of a defense. Take a look at Mick in the PHL gear. Ha, ha, ha. But this is a stat. Bang. I understand Jalen Milrow and Elite should not be in the same sentence. But what you're looking at here is something breathtaking. Big time throw rate. Okay, so the x-axis here is turnover-worthy play rate, and the y-axis is big-time throw rate. Now, I did a full statistical analysis of where Jaden Daniels is on this chart, and guess what? It's on Patreon, patreon.com slash LSU football, and guess what? It's free. Yes, I have unlocked it for everyone to enjoy all the way through the weekend, and if you sign up, once again, I'll send you a Brian Thomas Jr. rookie card. Heck, I'll send you a Jaden Daniels card if you prefer that. Just sign up now, patreon.com slash LSU football. And I highly recommend you read that piece where I break down where Jaden Daniels has actually regressed in a good way. Um, but you see Jalen Milrow here. Easily. It's not even close, y'all. The best quarterback when it comes to big-time throw rate via CFP numbers and Yahia Hassan here. Okay, now what does big time throw rate actually mean? Simply put, it's the percentage of explosive, deep passing plays you hit. Now, two things about this chart in front of your gorgeous eyes right now. And if you're listening to this via pod, I'll break it down for you. Jaden Daniels is also elite when it comes to big time pro uh, throw rate. He's top five, as you could tell, in big time throw rate. Okay, but this can be a little bit misleading, right? Notice big time throw rate is a rate stat. So in essence, Jalen Milrow, while he is a feast or famine quarterback, it's either going to be a very deep pass or it's going to be absolutely nothing at all. He is horrible in the intermediate. You look at the Tennessee game, you miss some wide open throws in the intermediate and he threw some balls into heavy coverage that he probably shouldn't have. He can't see the middle of the field in the intermediate routes, okay? And it's hurt the Alabama offense once defenses were able to cap some of the deep routes that Alabama was trying to run, okay? So part of the reason why Jalen Milrow has by far the biggest big-time throw rate percentage in college football is that he doesn't really throw anything else at all, right? It's either a deep pass or it's not. Now, why is that relevant? Well, it's because his LSU secondary going into this game is not that great. We know this. But this intel can tell us that Jalen Milrow loves to chunk that SOB down the field. And Alabama's wide receivers, of course, are getting way better. I don't like Jermaine Burton. I know you don't like Jermaine Burton, right? 
whether it's hitting fans or kicking players, it doesn't matter. Jermaine Burton is a big-time weapon, okay? You take a look at Isaiah Bond, number 17, and I know this is going to hurt the hearts of everybody in North Louisiana. Kendrick Law is starting to get involved in the offense, and anybody from Shreveport will tell you Kendrick Law has big-time speed and big-time playmaking ability. They got him on the Chris Hilton jet sweep last week for a huge gain early in that game where they were struggling versus Tennessee. So the truth here is simple. Is Jalen Milrow an elite quarterback? No, but he's very good. And we're at the point in the season right now where he is no doubt a top five quarterback on the schedule in the SEC. And he's probably the best quarterback left on LSU's schedule. Okay. Then it leads into the next thing here about Jalen Milrow. And then we're going to get to all your comments. He is as good of a runner as there is, not named Jaden Daniels, in college football. So if I'm LSU going into this game, it's simple. We cannot give up contain. We have done a not so great job of that this year. And we can't give up the deep stuff. Okay. Live with Alabama trying to beat us six yards at a time. Because you know what? Milrose accuracy can get very erratic. And Alabama's receivers can't quite catch. They've had some drop issues. And one thing about a lot of the deep stuff that Alabama has hit this year. Okay. It has been quick coverage bust. So, very easy things for him to decipher. Let's make sure we don't give up any easy explosives in the passing game. Okay? Now, I know a lot of us have been asking LSU's defensive backs, hey, let's see if we can play more aggressive. Maybe that's not what LSU should do. The bottom line, though, is the numbers tell a story about this young man. Okay? So type Y for yes, type in for no if you enjoyed this opening segment. I always try to work all day to give you something compelling at the beginning. And then, of course, as we always do, we take your comments all throughout the stream. Okay? Now, let's go to Chance. Nobody ever accused Milrow of being elite. Well, that's why... I just asked the question at the beginning. Last uh, last week versus Tennessee, it was pretty good. Let's go to Tiger for life. If LSU's line is able to generate pressure and sacks like every other team that they played, this won't be hard. I'm more confident than 2019. Oh, you're more confident than 2019. I I, I don't know about that. I do not know. Okay. Dr. Morgan is in here. Good to see you. Lots of our PHL legends. Player X with this wonderful daughter here. Good to see both of you. Jordan. Good to see you. Pretty freaking excited. Okay. Now, next thing. We might have some good news here. Huh? 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 So, 
LSU just got a big one. LSU just got a big one. Y'all. Be still. My beating heart. Be freaking still. Weston Davis. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Let's go. Woo! I was just going to talk about Draylon Miller tonight. Bang! I know this is going to sound so terrible for the podcast audience. But how many times are you going to go live? And we actually had to push back the live stream. Had to do a community event. It was a lot of fun. Always love DJing events. And I would love to DJ your event. I travel anywhere. Let's go. Um, good stuff. Now. I highly recommend everyone go back and watch the Ethan Calloway. Or was it the Ori Williams breakdown? Either way, towards the end, I said, do not give up on Weston freaking Davis. Biggest recruit this cycle, if you ask me. I might not be the highest rated. I haven't checked his recruiting ranking in a while. But folks, I've shared this a gazillion times over. I've shared this a gazillion times over. I, I'm not the best recruiting insider. It's not my game. It's not my game. But I was told to keep my head up that it's not over. You go back to his commitment, LSU felt pretty good at the time when he committed to Texas A&M. So I didn't give up. Got a call, told me, uh, hey, don't give up on this. You know the last time? You know the last time that that happened was two years ago when Harold Perkins committed to Texas A&M. Got a call. Don't give up on it. And they they said, hey, we know how much you love him. Don't give up on it. Got a call from someone I trust. Got a call from someone that really knows Perk. I said, don't give up. Same thing happened. One person told me this at Weston Davis. I didn't get my hopes up. Kind of put an Easter egg in one of the videos we did a few weeks ago. Now, we do have to wait till the ink dries. We do. But why is this a big deal? Why is this a big deal? Because offensive linemen are the most valuable resource in high school recruiting. They just are. More than a quarterback. I'm not saying an offensive lineman is more valuable than a quarterback. But they are a more valuable resource because quarterbacks are normally addressed via the transfer portal anyway. You know what position, according to J. Bud Davis's data, that is the hardest to get out of the portal? It is the offensive line. It is the hardest thing to get 
Okay. So no matter how you feel about Weston Davis, even if you've not even watched him, you've got to get these guys out of high school. You just do. Yes, every year there's two or three really good offensive linemen in the portal. These guys just do not grow on trees. It's one of the hardest positions to evaluate out of high school because you're normally going up against small dudes, right? It's hard. I liked Weston Davis a lot. He's a top 100 guy out of Texas, okay? Now, once again, I've not looked at his recruiting ranking in a while. He could have slipped out, could have been in it, but this is a blue-chip four-star, okay? Now, who are some of the other top 100 offensive linemen that LSU has gotten the last couple of years? Uh, Will Campbell, Lance Hurd, and Emory Jones was right outside of it. The only one that did not work out over the last couple of years was Marcus Dumerville. So you're three for four on that, and he was a really late ad. Okay. Massive stuff. Massive day to be an LSU Tiger fan. Massive. Okay. So this live stream just got crazy. Unfreaking believable. So, God, it's 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 nuts. I've completely forgotten about Andre Evans. I don't care about anything else, man. Getting the offensive alignment there hard. Now, let me also be clear, because obviously I'm just not reacting to this. Um, let me also be clear. This is nothing against Kari Lee, Ethan Calloway, and Joseph Big Hoss Cryer. Nothing against those guys. Okay? Nothing against them. Excited about them. But, hell, I'll take six offensive linemen in a class. I don't give an F. They're the hardest to get. So, good stuff. I think he can really play. Obviously, you know, 280 is is on the lighter side. But I don't care. He's an athlete. So, pretty freaking excited about this. Pretty freaking excited. excited. So, we get our first Super Chat of the evening. Hayden, good to see you. Uh... Danny Girl, honestly, this offseason, I'm not kidding. She checked the portal every single day for centers. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is big. Absolutely big. Um, man, I'm in a good mood, y'all. I'm in a good freaking mood. All right. So I'll put his uh, information up on the, uh, on the screen. And I'll tell you this. We might not be done yet getting the Texas A&M guys. Might not be done. Okay. So there you go. Watson Davis. Here's recruiting ranking right here. Man. Good day to be an LSU Tiger fan, y'all. No other way around it. Pancake Davis. So, Hayden, whichever topic you want to talk about, we'll go straight to it. Man, this is huge. Absolutely huge. I'm telling you. Yesterday, I got a comment from uh, a viewer who's been watching me for a while. 
Uh, my guy Mark, he said, "Hey Carter, we got to get some more of these top 100 guys. The Bama guys get the Bama gets the top 100 guys." Mark, here you go. Now, as pressure mentioned, two more. Okay. I'll give you those names. One is the title of this video. I'm about to change the title, though. Uh, Draylon Miller, obviously, um, you just decommitted from Texas A&M. I feel pretty good about it. And uh, the other is Terry Bussey, who is a bona fide five-star. Okay? So, good step in the right direction for our recruiting class. Now, what does Weston Davis's future look like? It's bright because if you want him to be an offensive tackle, he won't have to play next year. Okay. We're three deep there. We're three deep. So it's good to get that depth. This puts some pressure on Tyree Adams and those guys. I'm excited. And look, if there was a weakness with LSU football recruiting, it's never been receiver. It's never really been anywhere. It's been on the offensive line. And who had the best offensive line reputation in all of college football over the past decade? Well, you can make a case for Iowa. You can make a case for Wisconsin. You can make a case for Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, but Notre Dame, McGlinchey, Nelson, and so on and so on. So Brian Kelly has come in and gotten this offensive line recruiting. Also give Brad Davis a lot of credit. Is a good freaking day. Good freaking day. Now, let's go to Hayden Super Chat. What needs to be LSU's number one focus versus Alabama? Okay. So we started off with what I think is the number one focus is stopping Alabama's explosive offense. They are very explosive offensively. They have done a really good job hitting verticals. Okay. Outside of us and Missouri, they have been the best vertical offense in the SEC. So, in my mind, you got to stop the vertical stuff. But LSU offensively, there's really nothing you can change when you're playing so unbelievably well. The one thing I would say, though, is... I do think LSU will have Mason Taylor block quite a bit, right? We do not want Bama's edge guys to decide it, okay? In particular, Dallas Turner, because Dallas Turner is really good at crunching people, okay? Uh, he, he's good at whipping his legs and, 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 and laying some hits on QBs. So, um. So our pass protection is going to be huge. Our pass protection has been absolutely amazing. We have not faced anything like we're going to face versus Alabama. Missouri did not have an elite pass rush. They did have a really good secondary. Alabama is pretty daggum good on all three levels. Okay. Um, obviously a true freshman in Caleb Down starting at safety. He's pretty good. He's just good. It's got some, some maul in him. Um, as in Jamal Adams. He could play. He could play. So should be um 
those those are my two keys on both sides of the football. And then obviously, Aiden, continue your special teams greatness. Okay, so there you go. Now we go to Player X. He says it's good to have Jones back on the line for the Alabama game. Okay. Pressure says run gap integrity true because we struggled with that versus Army, if we're being honest. We did have some defensive tackles play better. They just got to finish their tackles. Um, One thing I will bring up, okay, and we're going to get more into this next week, but Hayden did super chat it, so we'll get a little bit more advanced. Tennessee's defense did not have a bad day versus Alabama, okay? They were on the road, and I know it looked like they gave up 34 points. They really only gave up 27, okay? One of those was a pick six or a fumble, a scoop and score, whatever. Where Alabama had success, okay, was getting guys out of their rush lanes. But the biggest concern for me was they put the Tennessee defenders on their rear end. And when you don't keep your feet and you lose your balance and you fall to the ground, Bama makes you pay. Now, Alabama's offensive line is not great. This is not – they have had issues since that 2020 all-time great offensive line in Alabama. They were so, so, so legendary good. They're one of the best offensive lines I've ever seen in college football. But since then, they have had issues, okay? Um, And they can be beat in one-on-one situations. They can. We saw Landon Jackson tear them up. And Tennessee had some success in some one-on-one spots. But they are so good when they get a hold of you, putting you on your peach emoji. Okay? So why is that a big deal? Well, two massive plays were made when Tennessee defensive tackles got put on their butt. Okay? It cost Alabama, it cost Tennessee a turnover, and it also cost Tennessee a huge explosive run play to get the Bama offense going in the second half when they were down 20 to 7. So you have got to maintain your balance. It is hard to do. It is hard to do. Okay. We've got to be ready for it. Man, I'm feeling good about life, y'all. Like I'm I you, you ever you, you ever feel like you're high on life? That's where I am. Oh, that's what we've been doing. We Oh pressure. I don't know if I don't know if we can do that, man. That is bold. Bold starting two true freshmen at corner. Well, that's a really good super chat. Thank you so much. Okay. Now let me get this. 
changes. Type Y for yes, type N for no. Should LSU start two true freshmen at corners? Okay. That's kind of weird. That's very weird. Let me do this. Okay. All right. Let's see. I got a text here. Oh, it's a good text. I like I like when I get these. It just says we ain't done yet. Drewski mean. Drewski mean. Tiger for life. Says Carter, you keep talking like this Bama team is really good, bro. They are not. They were down seven to three to Ole Miss at half, down to Arkansas at half, down twenty to seven at half, and blown out by Texas. Okay, let's chat about the transitive property. Jared, thank you so much. We do this a lot in college football. If so-and-so did this, and if this happened in this game, then this is true for this game, okay? That could not be further from the truth in the Alabama game, okay? The first thing why prior results are more flawed with the Alabama game is the bye week, okay? The bye week is so massive. It is hard to play elite football week after week after week in the SEC. Okay. So you get a break and Alabama like us has a later bye week. So they're going to be able to regroup. We know Nick Saban knows how to watch film and they're going to be able to be a a better team than what they've been. Kind of like these last couple of seasons where we played some of our best football versus Alabama. 2021, in a game that was very winnable with one of the worst teams we've ever had at LSU. In 2022, obviously getting the mother effing job done versus a Heisen Trophy quarterback who, for the first time in his career, completed less than 50% of his passes. Okay? And you got the revenge factor. Keep this in mind. This is the first revenge game that Alabama has had back in Tuscaloosa. We have not beaten them at home since 2010. You know how hard it is to beat a Nick Saban team in back-to-back years? It's hard. So it's not like I'm telling you that this is uh, a top-five Saban team. It's not. 
it might not even be a top 10 Saban team. Okay. They're, they're a good football team. I mean, I, I know that that's not what you want to hear. But if we want to go position by position, they've got us in a few spots. Okay. They don't have us at quarterback. They don't have us on the offensive line. They don't have us at wide receiver. They don't have us at tight end. And I think the running backs are pretty close. I think that's probably the closest. Um, but they're not necessarily bad in any of those spots. And then defensively, defensive line, they have a slight advantage. They have two elite pressure guys. Linebacker, pretty even if you ask me. Secondary, they got us. Their special teams is elite. They've got great punters, great kickers. They're a good football team, and they're at home. They're not overrated. I don't give a damn that they were losing to Arkansas. I don't. Guess what? We struggle with Arkansas, too. I don't give a dang that they struggled with Ole Miss. Guess what? Ole Miss beat us. Okay? I'm not worried. Of course, you always have that nervous energy going into the Alabama game, especially if you're going. But I'm a little less nervous because I know we're elite where it matters the most, and that's at quarterback. So I was on 104.5 earlier today, and like I said then, breathe in, breathe out. You're elite at QB. You're elite at QB. And when you're the elite at QB, you always got a shot. Okay, football is way more complex. And Jaden last year had one elite quarter against Alabama, and that was the fourth in overtime. Okay? Alabama's not seen a QB like Jaden. Jackson Dart, he's good. KJ Jefferson is talented. None of them are Jaden. Sorry. Everybody, welcome Huey to the channel. Oh, who does Huey look like? Um, Huey, obviously, legendary Louisiana name. Were you named after... QEP long? Yeah, so like we mentioned earlier, Tiger for Life. USF, you can't count that. They weren't starting the right QB. Epic Shorty, we got to have you there, man. Let's see. Let's go to Player X with a nice, very nice super chat. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate your friendship. Appreciate how kind you were to everyone at the the uh, the get together. Thank you so much. Yeah, I accepted your friend request too, man. Thank you. I might have to pull a Connor Stallions and leave it public on Venmo. Now that's a that's a deep cut right there. Ha ha ha. Uh, we'll talk about the Michigan scandal a little bit later because things are starting to heat up there. 
Now. Let me talk about this briefly because it is a nothing game. But the LSU's women's basketball team is looking really good. They're playing no one. But I'm excited about that. Also want to shout out Jay Johnson. Killing it. So, you know, I keep up with the other sports as well. We're going to keep it football, obviously, especially right now. Um, and we'll see what happens with uh, some of these waivers for the basketball team, the men's basketball team. Okay. Obviously, we're gonna we 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 will do quite a bit of women's basketball coverage. It'll be later in live streams, but you know the player I'm really pulling for, and I know I'm biased, is Michaela Williams because she was on this channel. Um, but I'm pulling for all. I'm so excited to see this team, and I'll say it every time I'm on the stream. They're gonna have more pressure than anyone in LSU history to win a national title. No team really comes close to the pressure of actually winning a title with the preseason hype. Okay, now obviously 2019 LSU had the most pressure because they had the greatest team of all time, man. But I'm talking about preseason hype. Let's go to Arthur here. He says, what's going on at A&M? All right. They're losing. That's all there is to it. They're losing. We're winning. They're losing. Okay. One more thing about the AM thing. The three guys that are kind of trending towards us are offensive guys. You can get paid whatever you want to go to that school. It's so important to get properly developed. Okay. Will Campbell, Emory Jones, they're going to be no worse than day two picks next year. Charles Turner and, um, Miles Frazier will be at the Senior Bowl this year. So, and Brian Kelly's got tons of offensive line success, okay? Now, Texas A&M has put a lot of good linemen into the league as well, but they've struggled developing their line, all right? Folks, you got to win. You, you, you've got to win, right? That's part of it. Got a race here. What happens if one of the available freshman quarterbacks get hurt? Then what? Who you got after that? Okay. We'll chat about this. The likelihood that, and let, and let me get this out now as well. Sunday night, we will go live at 8 15. Okay. We normally do film studies Sunday nights at 8 15. But we will go live Sunday night at 8.15. So back to our normal Sunday night live schedule. But most of you turn, tune in for the film study anyway. Um, and I'll cut up some clips and, and put it up. We'll, we'll do a mixture of both. How about that? Okay. Obviously, this is not breaking news to anyone. The LSU cornerback room is very thin. Now, this will sound like hyperbole. But the LSU cornerback room is not only in dire straits right now. This is one of the worst position group situations in the championship era of LSU football. So basically, from 2003 
on now. Okay. Now, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, we have had some brutal offensive line play. A brutal. Okay. And we've had some not so great years at quarterback, but that's not really a position group, right? One place. And, you know, it's either you have it or you don't, honestly. I know there's a lot of supporting castings that matters, but it's it's one guy. A group is a group of people. Okay. This this is one of the toughest situations we have ever been in any position group. And it's hard to work around that. It's so hard. Okay. We talked about this in the Auburn film study. All right. And ironically, we're talking about one of Auburn's corners. Okay. Auburn's got a really good secondary, but they have one true freshman that they've had to rely on. And Kyron Lacey ate him up. Okay, and that was a huge difference in that game for us to separate from Auburn. So, yes, it is concerning. It is absolutely concerning if, if one of these guys goes down. But I'll tell you this. I like Jeremiah Hughes. I do. Okay? He's a battler. You got to remember, he played at Bishop Gorman High School. He went up against four- and five-star receivers. Every day in practice, every single day, Bishop Gorman has produced so many good wide receivers. Cedric Tillman out of Bishop Gorman. Uh, Jalen Naylor out of Bishop Gorman. Okay. Um, and then, obviously, most recently, Zachariah Branch, who he went up against every day in practice. So, you know, you can make a case Zachariah Branch is better than any of Bama's receivers. It's not probably not true because he's so young, but he's a better talent. So I like Hughes. I'm I'm fine. I'm you know, it's a leap of faith. I, I don't like him in the spot per se, but I personally do like him. Okay. Um, I know pressure does too. And obviously I like Ashton Stamps. So yeah, you know, say Dryden's gonna have to add the game of his career. You know, we got it out of Jarek Bernard Converts last year. Who's to say you can't get it out of Say Dryan? So, there you go. Pressure don't give me on Anissa Moro. Don't, don't do that. Okay. I'm not, I'm going to save this rant for later. I'm so pissed off. So, actually, I'm just going to do it now because it's my channel and I could moan when I want to. So, I, I had been going after an Anissa Morrow card, right? I like her a lot coming out of DePaul. I just like the way she plays. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited she's a part of this team. Obviously, I love all of them. <laughs> I mean, it's just how it is. So, I got this card, bought it off eBay. Buyer canceled on me. Didn't really give me a reason. Just, just canceled. I was so mad. So mad. Because I'd been looking for this card in particular. I was about to freaking throw my phone in. I was going to find an erupting volcano and throw it in there. So really excited to see Moro. Chi-Town, DePaul, let's go. <laughs> Tell him, Bridge. 
I, I guess being from Vegas, he's not scared of the bright lights. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. Love me some Vegas, man. Love me some Vegas. Yeah, Jordan, the Jaden haters don't really show up anymore. I don't think he was in particular like a really bad Jaden hater. But there are some vicious ones that just don't comment anymore on my channel. Man, I, I Brian Kelly got called all kinds of names in my comment sections about playing Jaden. Guy knows what he's doing, y'all. Let's go to Player X, his super chat. He says, I think Sage is actually playing much better than we perceive. Um, okay. Brian Kelly has is, is defended Sage Ryan at the podium, and he has a reason to be very positive of Sage. Okay. He's played better these last couple of weeks. I'll give him that. Now we need him to go. Go Morris Claiborne. <laughs> huh? I was going to say some kind of middle of the road corner, but no, go Mo Claiborne. Van wants to talk to Flip. Well, okay, so you super chat. We talked quite a bit about Weston Davis. And I went on a freaking tirade earlier today when that news broke on the stream. So freaking excited about that. Okay. Now, I did... Um, Want to show some love. This was um, from earlier today. Uh, these are the kids that, that were at my event earlier. We were giving out football cards. Had a great time. DJing a fun weekend. So I think some of the some of those young men are actually watching the stream right now. So good. To, welcome to PHL. Uh, love doing that. Love doing the events. So uh, once again, we'll be back to Thursdays at 815. Had to start a little bit later. I'm glad I did. Because it was at the very beginning, if you want to hear me go crazy about Weston Davis. But I'm going to do it again right now. Let's freaking go, Brian Kelly. Before Brian Kelly got here, we occasionally got elite top 100 offensive linemen. Right? We we, we got an Ethan Posick out of Illinois, and he turned out to be a stud. We got Lyle Collins, obviously, out of Redemptorist. But now we're freaking cooking on the offensive line. Cooking! Shout out, Brad Davis. Shout out freaking Brian gosh darn Kelly. Who wouldn't want to play for the guy that developed Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson? Who wouldn't want to play? You go to Texas A&M where their offensive line is look like hot dog water every year? Let's freaking go. I wonder what Chase Basantis. I wonder how he feels about this. And like I always say, if you're a recruit, go where you want to go. But have fun. Does Weston Davis really want to go to a school with yell leaders? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He says, I don't want to hang out with Fletcher, Metcher, Brian, Keller, Chase. Bladen, 
whatever the Yale leader names are played or are. I think one of them is named Keller. Keller. But I'm kidding. Have your tradition. Texas A&M could say, hey, y'all a chant where you're, you're, you're telling people to give you some Nancy. Kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but give you some of that neck. Everyone's got their tradition. So Texas A&M doesn't want to have cheerleaders. You go and do what you got to do. But life is good with Weston Davis. All right. I don't remember if it was, yeah, I think it was the Ori Williams video where I talked about don't give up on Weston Davis. Go back. If you want my film review of Weston Davis. Okay. Now, let's go to Van's follow-up question. Is he a legit five-star? Now, this is where it gets interesting. I I have him when I watched him and evaluated him. I had him as a really good four-star, okay? But when I say someone is a five-star, okay, I have got to be a gazillion percent sure you're a five-star. So, like, for this last year recruiting class, I had two players that had what I would – equate to a five-star... Well, actually, no, excuse me. I had zero players in last year's class that I would equate with a five-star rating, as in that player is unequivocally going to be great. The year before, I had two, okay? And that was Harold Perkins and Emory Jones. All right, now, Will Campbell was really close. Really, really, really close. Hey, thank you so much, y'all. Baby. Come on, baby. My dog wants to come hang out. So we had two players that I had with a five-star grade. It was um, Emory Jones and um, and Harold Perkins. Okay, so for me, I I would probably have like Weston Davis like as an eight point three, eight point four grade out of ten. So like a nine, anything nine or higher would be um, a five-star. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's really good, though. I mean, most eight-point guys, for me, do turn out to be really good. Uh, but then again, I'm, I'm early. I've only done, like, three full seasons of doing every single LSU commit. Um, at this point, you know, just ba- – and obviously, I wait till the senior years are over, so it's obviously a little too late for me to say, hey, go after this guy. But – in this class, I, I've had a few people hit that nine mark. Obviously, Colin Simmons, I know it's a sore subject. He's he's a nine, right? I think he's the best player in the class out of anybody. Um, I also have a differentiating opinion on this next class of quarterbacks uh, from most, including one that recently became a five-star that I've always had as the number one guy, okay? But... I'm telling you right now, Weston Davis is a very good prospect. 6'6", 280. He'll bulk up some. And the good thing is he doesn't have to play right away. 
Okay. But it's a good day to be an LSU Tiger. It is. So Pegasus has Winston Davis at the top 50 guy. So on three. All right. So let me, I'll put this up yet again. So Weston Davis, according to On Three's composite, is the third highest ranked player in our class. Okay. But On Three has him as a five star. Okay. So for On Three's metrics, he is the best player we have in this class. Okay. So you see right here. Um, it's interesting because 247 Sports and ESPN are way off of what On Three and even Rivals has for them. So it's differentiating opinions, right? Like 6'5", 285, obviously he'll put on some weight. Once again, he doesn't have to play right away. Still, from a macro perspective, okay, in recruiting, it's very volatile to say this person's going to be good or this person's going to be good, right? Um That's cool, Nitro. Good to meet you earlier today, man. Thanks for telling all your friends to come. Gave out a bunch of football cards. It was a really fun, fun event. Uh, but yeah, it was. It's it's a good day. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where the Master Blaster is. He should be excited. I think I think actually Master Blaster is from the same town. Uh. Um, that uh, originally from where Weston Davis is from. I think he told me that. Okay. We do, I, but we're missing, we're missing all our Tonys. Got a ton of Tonys on PHL. The funny thing is I don't know a whole lot of real life Tonys, like in my immediate life. Basketball background. A lot like our guy, um, a lot like our guy, Trey Des Green. Let's go to Hal. Are you coming to any of the home games left? That's a good question, Hal. We are trying to go to Florida. Now, for us to go, we do need to lock in tickets. So if any of y'all have, I'd love to sit with you guys, me and my wife. But if y'all have leads on tickets for the Florida game, let me know. Okay. Let me know. Let's go to Zach. That's a really good question. So he wants to talk about Gabriel Relaford. Okay. He's a defensive lineman who is committed to Texas A&M. Okay. He is a fantastic athlete for a defensive lineman. He, he, he's got some... Some running back in him, honestly, like just the way you watch him play. Very active player. And I'd love for him to be a part of this class. So yeah, I, I hope I hope so. I hope so. Um but yeah, just you know, you, you look at some of these elite Texas prospects that we've missed out on in some close recruiting battles. Uh, you know, Kenyon Green was committed to us, and this was a few years ago, and he ended up going to Texas A&M. 
And he, he was an NFL draft pick, really good player for them. You know, Caden Stearns was a five-star Texas guy. He flipped uh, to Texas. And ironically, he was uh, the guy guarding Justin Jefferson on the third and 17 play. But he's a really good player. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, all, it's always a good day. It's always a good day. LD88, you gotta you gotta hook me up, man. You that, that's that's your city, man. Zach's in Vegas. Green shirt. Huh? 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 She's doing well, pressure. She's doing well. There you go. Now, coming up right after this. One player to keep an eye out on the recruiting trail. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to louisianacontrols.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. All right. I know we've brought this up pretty much every night this week, but I'm going to do it again. Okay. You want this Michigan situation to get toxic. Okay. You 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 want this situation to get just nasty. Just muddy this whole thing up. Have people think about going somewhere else. I don't care how um I I, I don't care how you feel about sign stealing. It happens. I've shared my thoughts on it throughout this week. There's obviously an SEC team that might be connected to this. I won't get into all those conspiracies tonight. Um, But I'm looking at this just from an LSU perspective. I want this to get ugly to where Bryce Underwood says, to hell with this. Let me go make history at LSU. All our quarterbacks have mostly been out-of-state guys. All right. I'm just saying, get ugly with it. Dan Wetzel, um, Richard Johnson, Paula Levine, investigative journalists fly into Ann Arbor. And 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 get the scoop. Dig. Like Sean T used to say on that on those workout DVDs. Dig deeper. And if you have abs like me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That wasn't P90X, was it? I think it was the other one. Dig deeper. 
I know what the Michigan fans are going to say under this video. Well, what about all your controversies? I will never be holier than thou when it comes to LSU football. There's a lot of things that make me cringe and probably makes you cringe because most of you have a spine and a soul and a conscience. What I'm talking about right now. Bryce, if you're watching this, do you want to go to the situation where the head coach is every year thinking about the NFL? Where you suspended the first three games of the season? Where this is happening? Or do you want to go to LSU? Where we could have another quarterback win the Heisman? Not much of a negative recruiting guy. And I think Bryce obviously would be great here. But just pointing it out. And obviously, I would hope Bryce Underwood, if he were to commit to LSU, is coming here because he loves LSU. Well, let's, let's not kid ourselves. I do think this plays a role. Insanity with Sean T. Thank you, Chance. See, Chance has abs. You could tell. You got to dig deeper. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of messages during the show. So I try to look at all of them. So, some of them are personal. Uh, sending me something about... Um, What's going on in your life? I love those. Uh, if I'm not able to respond during the stream, uh, it's because there's a lot going on. God, this is so good, man. I'm feeling good about life. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'm actually going to put player X on the spot here. Now, if you don't want to do this, I could pick out a winner. I always do. Uh, we do have this Mason Smith autograph. I've had this for a while now. I've been waiting for uh, a special time to give it. Obviously, out of all the current guys, Mason is the guy I collect the most uh, on the current team. So, uh, it's one of my favorites. Only 99 copies of this in existence. Autograph Mason Smith card. Okay. So, Player X, you get to pick whoever you want in the chat for me to give this out. Okay? So, guess what? I'm going to give you 20, 30 minutes, Player X, to decide who you want to win this card. Okay? So, whoever you want, you go right on ahead. JJ, it's going to be, um, I would say Lloyd Cushenberry. Huh? Ah, he's wearing the same jersey number. It's going to be DJ Chester. Okay. So, Player X, yeah, just text me whenever you're ready to pick somebody. So, uh, it's, it's going to be, I don't think Dr. Morgan is still in here. 
So, yeah. Anyone you want to play, Rex, it's going to be you. You're the one giving it out. It's not me. It's you. Very fun stream tonight, y'all. Very fun stream. Okay, Tony, I got to admit, that's funny. <laughs> no, uh, these cards were, were printed last year. Um, no, I am not. I am not the reason. I have I've personally never met Mason. Okay. I see met, you know, a good bit of his family, um, but never had the pleasure of meeting one of my favorite LSU Tigers. So there you go. Ken Folk. Yes, sir. I've been talking about it, man. Now, Kevin, what's good, man? Kevin, let me know. Does Texas win out? Kevin is a Texas insider. Let's see here. We got a lot of Texas fans. We got some some Texas supporters, big supporters that watch this channel. So some of you know who that is. I just got a few other Texas lurkers. So that's always good. Sage is Danny McRae. I honestly it's it's not a bad comp, man. It's not a bad comp. There you go. So player X has picked a winner. Yeah, Jason, I saw it flash up. I didn't see it. I, I, and for some reason, I went to go look for it. Uh, it did you send it to the Power Hour LSU Facebook page? Uh, let me know. I'm sure they're excited, J.J. Pierce. That's a good point. Offensive line is stacked. No football for one bye week makes me wonder how I make it nine months of no football. Yeah, I... <sighs> That's what makes football great. Okay? Not going to go into one of my NBA rants. I might do it a little bit later. But there's too much NBA. There's too much MLB. There's too much of it. Scarcity matters. 
scarcity matters. Okay? Can't go on date night every night. Once a month is pretty good. Once every two weeks is also pretty good. But you're talking about every night date night? Becomes old. You get tired. You're going to the same places. Scarcity matters. Okay? The fewer things are, the more you appreciate it. So what seems like an abyss of nothingness is actually good for and bad for someone like me. Okay? Trust me, I get hit hard during the offseason. And look, I cover the women's basketball team. I cover the baseball team. Them being good helped. But you guys know I'm the, I'm the LSU football guy. That's just, you know, my main thing. I will say, top five PHL moment was Paul Skeens putting the PHL brand out there. I think that photo got viewed 20, 15, 20 million times. I, I'm not kidding. I mean, <laughs> that photo was everywhere. Biggie Bull, thank you, man. Carter the Brian 3, the album. True story. And I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not lying. Okay. I know Biggie Bull knows music way more than I do. Okay. And I did DJ something a little bit earlier tonight. I woke up at four this morning. Swearing everything. Woke up at four this morning. You know, like when you can't go back to sleep, you go get your phone and you start searching whatever. I just started, for some reason, searching rap. Okay. And I got into like a Lil Wayne rabbit hole. And, you know, like the deeper you look at his lyrics, it's just like, like he's just so much better than almost everyone, right? Now I understand I'm a little biased. I'm always going to show love for, for Louisiana. I know it pisses a lot of y'all off that he's a Packers fan. But, God, you know, some of the lyrics is like, how did how did a human being even think of this? Let's go uh, to Zach Super Chat. Give us some realistic upsets to be on the lookout for this weekend. That LSU needs to happen. Okay. So, really good, really good question. One thing that you want to happen for the rest of this season. You want Georgia to win out. You do. Okay. You just do. Now, why is that? Because one of you, uh, one of y'all would say, hey, if Georgia wins out and we beat them, wouldn't a one loss Georgia get into the playoff over two loss LSU? I honestly don't think so. I just don't. Okay. Um, I understand Georgia would have um, a common opponent victory. Uh, Versus Ole Miss, and we would have a loss to Ole Miss, but that but Georgia's getting them at home. It's different, and Georgia also did not play anyone tough in the non-conference um, this year. We lost to a playoff team in the very first week of the season. 
Okay. Didn't help. We got blown out, but we just did. Okay. Beating Georgia in that spot would put us ahead of them in my mind with the playoff committee, because we would also have a road victory versus Alabama. Okay. So you want, you want Georgia to win out. Okay. You also want Florida State to win out. Okay. And why is that? Well, Florida State has a head-to-head versus us anyway. So if they get into the playoff, that makes us look better, right? We lost lost a neutral side game versus a playoff team, and then the neutral side game was in Orlando, and it was in the opening week of the season. Then, of course, you need – um, you need Michigan and Ohio State to lose. Okay, you need them to trip up, uh, just completely fold. Ohio State's not really that good. Okay, uh, so they they can trip up. You know, they can lose to Wisconsin, right? And then, of course. It would be very nice if Washington lost. Okay. So you want these undefeated teams to lose. I really do believe, though, it's a good thing if Georgia goes undefeated and we beat them. Okay. So, yeah, I I understand that, you know, you would think it's the opposite. You would want Georgia to lose a game and then play us in the SEC title game. If Georgia were to lose a game, obviously you'd want them to lose this next one versus Florida, not the one versus Ole Miss. And now we get to the ultimate scenario, okay? This is the non-negotiable, absolutely 100% thing that needs to happen. And I saved it for here to make it simple because it's a lot of this and that and the third and all that. The one thing that you Abso-freaking-lutely need, okay, is Ole Miss to lose. That's it. If there's one thing you can take away from this, you need Ole Miss to lose to either Texas A&M, Georgia, or Mississippi State, okay? All three are losable games. They've got to lose. If they if they win out, uh, it's... Them versus Georgia to go to the playoff. Now, one minor thing you want is you also want Missouri to keep winning. Okay. Now, I will also say this. You don't want Missouri to beat Georgia. You you want to beat Georgia in a rematch because at that point, I know they're two loss LSU. The, the, the committee would absolutely positively want LSU to get in. Okay. One thing that is helping LSU out right now is they are putting up another, a, a lot of points. That's good for EPA and all that advanced numbers and stuff. And they've also blown some Power 5 teams out. Okay? 
Let's go to the next super chat here. It's Robbie. There's not a Pelicans fan. Well, I don't know. Pierce is a pretty big Pelicans fan. But Roby might be the biggest Pelicans fan that we have. Mike is also pretty big as well. Mike Jordan. All right. Roby, LSU better pay Coach Brad Davis. The offensive line feature is night and day compared to a few years back. Good show. So I do agree that Brad Davis deserves to be paid. Okay. Because, well, it's, it's you have to pay people for employment. Okay. Now, I'm all for Brad Davis getting his. He makes $850,000 a year. Okay. That is an astronomical amount of money. It, it really is for position coach. Now, I'm not pocket watching. That's not, it's not, that's not what's happening here. It's just he's up there, right? He's He is so up there, right? Now, LSU has three other offensive assistants that I believe make more than him. Frank does, Cortez does, and uh, Dimbrock does. But the good thing about that, Roby, is Brad is earning his money by doing what he's been able to do. So there you go. Let's go to TJ. Once again, Louisiana Controls, LouisianaControls.com. A rematch with Florida State feels like destiny. Okay. Let, let's just say Florida State wins out and becomes the one seed. And for some reason, we become the four seed. Okay. Florida State has a has a choice of where they want to play the semifinal. Okay. They can either play it in New Orleans, and I think the other venue this year for the semifinal is Atlanta. I think that's right. I, I could go look that up really quickly. Obviously, Florida State's not going to pick New Orleans. Or should they? How wild would it be if Florida State said, well, we beat them there once before. Why don't we schedule it again? We'll talk some pals later, Roby. So I think Roby Pearson and Mike Jordan are the, are the top three pals on here. I might be going to a game here in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, Michael B., it's kind of tough. Uh... I'm going to go lollipop. I'm going to go lollipop. But the lyric that, 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 that kept me up at night is actually something I actually got from an interview. So someone that interviewed Lil Wayne, and he was doing the interview with an athlete. And I, th I think it was Darren Waller. He was doing this interview with an athlete. But the athlete wasn't doing the interview. He was being co-interviewed. It was kind of bizarre. And Lil Wayne didn't even remember the lyric, right? Because uh, he has all these great lyrics. You know, if you, you forget some of them. And the lyric was, and I'm butchering it because I'm going off the, off my mind. So I shouldn't ever quote 
the great Loing. But it's the Kata. But it's safe sex. I, I promise you, it's going to sound like it's it's vulgar, but this is a great message. Okay. Safe sex is great sex. So you better wear a latex so you don't get that latex that says, baby, I am late text. Okay, I butchered that, <laughs> but I can't quit smiling because it's so freaking genius. If you re now, Biggie Bull, you're a lyricist, so you know, you probably know that lyric. You're probably mad that I butchered it. But that is what that I'm telling you, we're gonna be studying him like Rene Descartes and and uh all the famous philosophers like 30 years down the road that someone wrote that 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 they went through like a, a human being put that together. And once again, I butchered the hell out of that lyric. But as someone who's been in music, who's softly in music, obviously, uh, I'm not Steve Aoki or anyone like that when it comes to DJing. But you know, I've, I've, my relationship with music has grown. the le The levels. I mean, that is hard. And I know everyone likes to group rappers in. I'm sorry. You, you. How many songwriters could could who could could sit for hours and never? put together the wordplay like he did right there. And once again, if you are a big music person, I understand that that wasn't the smartest thing to do because I did not say the lyric. Okay, so as Biggie said, I was I was close. But you, I was trying to make sure, because it's so good, right? <laughs> it's, it's so nuts, though. That a human being could think that. Now, if you guys want me to break down what he was saying, I could do it. Because when you actually break it down word by word, it's crazy. I'm also not going to do one of like these, what is it, genius.com, TikToks. And Genius is like a music website, and they break down like every lyric. Like every bar, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that because that's I'm not smart enough. These guys are modern day philosophers. Now some of this new stuff, this, <laughs> not gonna get into it because the most visceral this chat has ever been was when someone said another Louisiana artist wasn't really that great. I'm not ever gonna bring it up again. Not ever gonna not ever gonna bring up that chat again. Because my chat had people from all over in there saying, Oh, I heard someone was talking trash about this artist. So player X is Drake over Lil Wayne. Come on now. Come on. Let, let's be adults here, player. Let's be adults. I'm not saying taking anything away from Drake. We can't have a Louisiana football channel and say Drake is better than Lil Wayne. Come on. Drake is a Kentucky Yankees 
Dallas Cowboys, whoever the winning team is, fan, Kansas City Chiefs fan, Drake is that. Okay, so here's the actual lyric. She say, I got some great sex. Safe sex is great sex. Better wear a latex. I know you meant to say latex. Better wear a latex because you don't want that latex. That I think I'm latex. Okay? So I know this is flying over some of your heads. Okay? So this is actually a positive message. Okay? Lil Wayne is saying, Safe sex is great sex. So obviously protection. Better wear a latex, which is obviously a condom. Because you don't want that latex so that people that have been on the wrong end of those messages saying that I'm pregnant, I'm expecting, those tend to come at 2 in the morning when obviously the person with the baby is probably up at night thinking, how am I going to address this? That I think I'm late text, which means obviously late for the cycle. Okay. That's genius. I understand that might, some of you might cancel me because it's a, it's a, it's a vulgar thing. That's a good message. That's a good message, right? Just, 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 just think about that. Just say that someone sat down and freaking wrote that. All right, this is on freaking believable. Okay, now Biggie obviously works in the industry. He understands the difficulty. You, you could, you could wrap your whole life and never put together something like that. Now, we can get into a debate about Q-tip, tribe call quest. We can talk about all that all night. I am not well-versed enough. Now, if we had Van in here, he could. He, I don't know if Van is still in here. He's probably the most qualified to talk about this, obviously. Um, but oh, so Player X is trying to trying to troll me. Look, Drake's Drake's a legend, man. He's he's great. Let's be honest. My wife's a big Drake fan, which makes sense. <laughs> uh, but. Who doesn't like Aubrey? But once again, I'm not well-versed enough to get into a debate by who the GOAT is. <laughs> Dante, Dante, we didn't need all this. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I didn't expect someone to say this. Oh God. <laughs> it it it'd be like that sometimes, man. It it it, it, it it's 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 a legendary lyric. But you know what's funny? There there could be ten actual Lil Wayne fans. I would consider myself a casual fan. I don't I haven't listened really to any musical album from back to front. Okay. Just not really what I do. And like real deep Lil Wayne fans could come on here and say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. 
That's not even like a top 10 lyric. And guess what? They're probably right. It's still pretty elite. Now, we'll get back into LSU football. Okay. <laughs> Dante. <laughs> uh, he's 12 years old now. Well, there you go. And it's, it's like I said, it's not always a sad ending when you get that late text. But they, if you do know, those normally do come late. When ironically, I, I okay, I'm not gonna make that joke. I'm not gonna make that joke. Anyway, shout out Weezy. Okay, not gonna do that, Rome. Not gonna do that. Not it's just. I'm I'm not I'm not like I said, it's not my repertoire. This will probably be the only lyrical breakdown ever. Once again, I wish Van was still in here. He might still be. He's probably laughing at me right now. Ha <laughs> uh, but yeah, Van and, and Biggie definitely uh know this stuff way better than I do. But is there is there a young guy that 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 I've liked? I don't know. I'll say the baby's music video bop is a legendary music video. And yes, legendary is that good with the Jabberwockies. It was good. Okay. Now we do have a winner for the Mason Smith gold. I say gold green autograph right here. And uh, I got the text from uh, player X and player X wants to give this card out to a guy who already has a pretty good collection here, but I think he deserves it. He comes to every single live stream. He doesn't miss any of them. And that of course is Michael B. Congratulations, Michael B. You are the winner of the Mason Smith green autograph card. Player X chose you. So congrats, Michael B. Okay. So... Tony, Tony said, oh, so Tony, you've had that text. D oh, Danny. Huh? 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 There you go. Speaking of. Trojan or Durex or whoever, if you want to sponsor PHL, I'm down. I'm down. Dev, oh, Colin Hurley, QB1. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's, let's do it. I'm kidding. Nuts going to be QB1. Honestly, Dev, you, you don't want Colin to be QB1 next year. Okay? He is going to be one of the youngest LSU players ever. Ever. Okay? So, let's, uh, let's, let's keep it a buck. Uh, you probably don't want him playing until year three right because that means you're getting two years out of garrett nussmeyer which would be the perfect scenario okay so uh 
guess uh, I guess Mike, uh, Michael B. I'm guessing you want to give this card to somebody else. I know I knew that's what you were gonna do. So I think I have somebody in mind I want to send a card to. So if you don't want it, Michael B., I'll send it out. But if you want it, Michael B., I, I could send you another Mason Auto that I have. So we could do that as well if you want to send out the nice one. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm gonna get some weird messages from people. Hey, you, you're, it's a PG chat. You're not so you're talking about sex. I'm telling you, it's the most positive message you can send to our youth. Can't be having the world this populated. You seen gas? You seen? You seen daycare prices? Jenna, welcome to the channel. We're showing Georgia some love. We want y'all to, 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 to run the table. All right. So Michael B. wants to get the card out to somebody else. So we're going to give this out to Dante. I think Dante deserves it. I think Dante just said his son is a defensive tackle. So it works out. And Dante gave us one of the most hilarious moments ever on PHL. So congratulations, Dante. Michael B.'s generosity. There you go. Your son, Dante, will be getting this Mason Smith autograph card. There you go. Michael B., look at you. Good Samaritan. Nothing out of the ordinary. Obviously, Michael B. being one of my great friends here. Cool stuff. So, Dante, I know you're in uh, the chat. So, Dante, send me a message and... Uh, I'll, I'll get it out. Make sure your address is still the same. There you go. I'm not going to lie. That was, that was definitely a top five funniest moment. <laughs> that, that That's definitely one of those things where your stomach... Your heart goes in your stomach if you're ever in that situation. All right. Uh, let's see. What is the... Oh, Player X said Dante was someone that he was thinking about anyway. Checking in on some of the messages you guys sent here.
Sibs. What's up, man? Good to see you sneaking in here. No cap. You betcha he committed. That was very cheesy. So there you go. Now, in the next five to ten, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. If you want me to break down another lyric, I could do it. Uh, but if you want another LSU football-related question, happily do, uh, happy to do it. Once again, beginning of the live stream, uh, the Jalen Milrow uh, story, and obviously Weston Davis. And it's not a story. It's just my thoughts on Milrow. Um, and don't forget, you guys, obviously I prefer you guys to watch on YouTube, okay, because I get paid directly. Uh, minuscule amounts, uh, but uh, you know, the YouTube algorithm that's where you know I made most of my bread. But please go subscribe, um, on um, Spotify and iTunes, those are the big ones. <sighs> James, good to see you, Chris, good to see you, booyah. There you go. Yeah, you actually have an offensive alignment avatar. That's cool. He might be a snapper at some point in his life. But now I think he's going to play tackle. But yeah, you know, Colin Hurley is so young, right? I still talk to him some. JSB is pumped to see Malik Murphy. And that's one of one of his favorite players in college football. One of mine, too. I mean, I, th I think Malik Murphy can play. I do. Let's see. We are about... I'd say probably about 25 away from giving out. Uh, we'll give out another Mason Smith auto tonight. If you prefer Malik Neighbors, uh, we can do that as well. So... Another 25 in Supers, and uh, we'll, we'll give out another auto tonight. But yeah, you know what's interesting, Pegasus? Once again, if you're thinking about joining the Patreon, my deep dive on Jaden Daniels that I wrote today, the only stat that he has negatively regressed, the only one, there's only one, okay? I wrote about it on Patreon it looks negative, but it's actually a positive. Those that have already read it, I would like to think that you guys enjoyed it. But it's free for everyone. I unlocked it for everyone. I want you guys to see what it's like to be a part of the uh, uh, the Patreon, right? And you'll 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 get to see what some of the deeper breakdowns we do on there. It is free. It is unlocked. It is for you to consume. Okay, and we talk a lot about what the analytics are telling us about Jaden Daniels. Okay. Let's see here. 
Make sure Mac Daddy Donk's in here tonight. Let's see Tony the Tiger. Big shout out to once again Hayden getting the super chats rolling. He's got a card coming to him in the mail. I, I've, I've had a few of you ask if I've sent yours out. I sent out pretty much if you have a card coming, uh, it's been sent out. I'm normally able to get them out pretty quickly. And if I don't, it's because I am um, getting something else for you. I'm ordering something else in the mail that I think you'd like. And we put in a bunch of bonuses uh, on a lot of them. Biggie says Kendrick, J. Cole, and Meek Mill are the top lyricists today. Serve sandwiches, man. That is just such a visual. But once again, not the guy to, to break down an album. All right, so Michael B wants a Malik Auto. If we, if we if we get if we get twenty more in supers, well, I'll say I'll say Michael B and Malik Auto. I'll probably send it to him anyway. Huh? 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 Here's the thing, though. It's my last one, so I'd I'd have to go buy another. Uh, huh? 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 I never. I always like to have one ready to go. Right. Yeah, see you. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. You know, you can always change your mind about things. You know, analysis um, is fluid, right? Like, look, I, I've been hard on Jaden, right? Because he, he's missed throws that you shouldn't miss, you know, last year. But, you know, that was the first time you really had been in a stable situation, Right. Uh, a good sign of that Arizona State being so unstable, situation being so unstable, was how many really freaking good players they had. Okay? Really freaking good. There you go. So, Michael B., you're getting it, man. I'm going to send you a Malik Auto. Congratulations. I'll get that out tomorrow. I just look, I actually just looked at the Malik Auto that I had. I kind of forgot I had uh, one over here. It's it's a nice one too. Or I it was Michael B talking about a Malik Murphy autograph card. Those have probably gone up in price since he's starting though. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think everyone has, you know, Danny. I, I was a little bit more on the positive side of things, thinking that, you know, he would get better. I, I think a good chunk of my offseason analysis was that. But you you still would well, you still have to see it, right? And of course we've seen it and it's exceeded our expectations. I don't think that there was, like, even the most ardent 
Jaden supporters, if you would have said at this point that it is clear that he is a better college quarterback than Caleb Williams, you would be slapped upside the head, right? But that's where we are. You know, it's not really even close at this point. So, yeah. But, you know, I go, I go, I go back to this. All right. You've got to have stability. You just do. Now, a lot of our offensive success is because of Jaden. But if you don't have all the other things, you're just not going to succeed. It doesn't matter how good you are. Right. Um, and, you know, this is the best supporting cast Jaden has ever had. He's never not had good receivers to throw the football to. That's never really been the case. He's always had uh, a pretty elite weapon, right? Pearsall is the best receiver at Florida, and he's, he's having a massive year. Johnny Wilson was at Arizona State. Obviously, Brandon Ayuk and Frank Darby is freshman year. Obviously, Ayuk is one of the 10 best receivers in the NFL right now. So, you know, he's always had talent. You just got to have a line and you got to have a head coach. Right. Herm Edwards was just bad. No other way around it. And I like Herm. I actually met Herm in Tiger Stadium. Um, but yeah, I do think, uh, to James's point, there were some people that just did not want Jaden to succeed. I, it's just, that's just me being honest. <laughs> and, and that number was few, right? Now, there are some people that just didn't like him. But I think the majority of us were, were, were just hard, right? Too hard <laughs> for some. Like, I, I heard uh, a lot of, well, he should play running back. He should play wide receiver. I'm like, eh, that's not how that works, right? Um, but he's so good. Like, it's ridiculous. I, I brought this up on my 104.5 segment this morning. And I like going on 104.5. It's fun being on the traditional radio again. Um, you know, I keep going back. Like, there's so many Jaden plays that just really stand out to me. The one that is just truly incredible to me is the bad snap from DJ Chester. And once again, he's a true freshman. I, I'm not I'm, – I'm just pointing out the context of the situation. So third string center, you, you get a rough snap on a third down. And then he missed a block on the linebacker. So it's Jaden versus Missouri's best linebacker. And he couldn't run around him. You have to run through him. And he ran straight through him easily and then hurdled his own player and kept going. There's just not – there might be – 10, 15 humans on the planet that could do that. Like Josh Allen could probably do that. Jalen Hurts, Lamar could do it. There's not many people that could pull that off. Like that is just so ridiculous, man. It is so ridiculous. Like that's not even just an athleticism thing. That is a want to thing. Like some people get that ball and just kind of eat it.
Let's go to Jeremy. It's a good question here. What are the chances that BK is trying to hide his cards with all the drama with no DBs? Yeah, could could there be some mind games going on? Yeah, Jeremy, but y'all, this is just the truth, okay? Uh, some players are just more difficult to deal with, right? College football is weird. You got over 100 players, over 70 to 80 scholarship guys. But the portal, you have so many new personalities coming in and out. Sometimes you just you just you just gotta gotta discipline guys. Okay. Um obviously Brian's had to been really, really cryptic about you know each of their situations. And that's all I'll say on that. But I'll add to this to this question, uh, Jeremy is the most important thing to be in life is available. Okay, be available. Just show up. That's it. If you're hurt, fine. You got something going on, fine. That's life. Okay? But... You know, I I was reading something about, uh, speaking of music, I was reading something about one of my favorite artists. Okay, and honestly, when it comes to, like, the past couple of decades, there's some artists, like, I like way more than others, and they're popular, but, like, I just, I just think they're so good, and T-Pain is one of those guys. So, like, T-Pain was, had to cancel a, a, some some shows, and artists won't sometimes be honest about why a show gets canceled, right? One of the number one reasons why artists will cancel shows is ticket sales are low. That's it. Now, they'll give some roundabout reason as to why they, they don't show up. Comedians do it. Public speakers will do it. Ticket sales are low. So cancel event, refund everyone, not worth the expenses to go all the way. And you don't you don't want the optics of not having a full house, right? So many different things. And T-Pain was one of the first artists saying, hey, you know, we canceled those dates because we didn't sell as many tickets as we thought we were going to. Okay. So, you know, some people take the, the like, uh, whatever an, an the, the entertainment person may be, sometimes they'll they'll release something very cryptic and it not say anything at all saying, well, I'm, I'm doing this because of fatigue. I'm doing this. And, and there people get sick and all that stuff. But oftentimes because the ticket sales aren't there. Okay. And why do I bring that up? Well, when a player is not playing or when they are not available, more often than not, it's a, because they're not good enough, or B, it's because they did something, okay? Just because Brian Kelly says publicly, hey, uh, I, I can't get into the reasons why uh, they're inactive. More than likely, it's not a mind game versus Saban, and it's more than likely not because Brian Kelly dislikes this guy, okay? 
If anything, he wants as many corners as he possibly can. Okay. Dante, please send me a message before you go to bed so I can uh, get this out. Mac, that is very random. But yeah, normally the reason why uh, it's normally it. Let's go to James' super chat. JJ McCarthy as a Heisman front runner is blasphemous. Jaden Daniels is clearly him. Okay. So let's put this back up here. And I'm going to remove my logo here. Now, this is ESPN QBR on the Y axis, and on the X axis is EPA per play. Okay. So EPA per, uh, EPA is expected points added per play. It's basically an equivalent to yards per play, but some more situational analytics involved in it, okay? So as you can see, Jaden Daniels and J.J. McCarthy are so far ahead of everyone um, in ESPN QBR and EPA per play. But McCarthy's EPA per play is way better than Daniels. Now, why is that the case? Because McCarthy has not played anybody, all right? The reason why I like QBR from ESPN more than EPA per play is EPA does not factor in level of competition, okay? So until McCarthy plays someone, I mean, he struggled versus Bowling Green, right? I, I'm, I'm just not going to court him. Is he playing better? Yes. Is he really good? Yes. But Jane's clearly better. Now... What I'll say about McCarthy being that the the uh okay, good stuff, Dante. What I'll say about uh McCarthy being the Heisen favorite is pretty simple. He's the favorite, right? So what Vegas is doing is they're betting this according to how they think they're going to receive bets. And McCarthy is on a winning team. All right. Winning matters to voters. It shouldn't. It's an individual award. Hell, I could give the Heisen to someone on a 6 and 16. Okay. If that player is a beast and the rest of the team is just arse. Okay. But yeah, I mean, like, let, let, me, let me bring up this hypothetical for the ones that say, well, Jane's lost two games. Let's just say we lost to Missouri. Let's just say instead of the uh, pick six we had from Major Burns, let's just say Brady Cook drove down the field and scored a game-winning touchdown. Does that take away anything Jaden Daniels did in that game? It doesn't. Okay? The dumbest argument that people have made, okay, is the most valuable player always should be on a winning team. Stop it. That's nonsensical. The fact that all these years, 
Warriors beat the freaking Cavaliers in the finals. They had the audacity to get the finals MVP to Andre Iguodala. The audacity to do that. When it's clear that LeBron James should have been the MVP of every one of those finals. Okay? Even though he's on a losing team. Okay, now it's not the, the biggest atrocity of man in, in, in the history of the world, but it's stupid. It's stupid. Okay? Just because you lose, it does not take away your value, does not take away how good you are. Right? As Michael B. pointed out, Lamar Jackson lost four games. He was the best player in college football. It's pretty clear. Okay? I mean, he was at Louisville. He had no line. Now, we tore him up in that bowl game, but that's because we had Arden Key, Dante Jackson, uh, Duke Riley and Jamal Adams. All right. So, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you this. When it comes to sports, I the way we overrate winning drives me nuts, right? Of course, winning is important. Of course, winning is the most important thing. But when it comes to somebody's individual success, it's not nearly as important, right? Like... There's no way, there's no way in a million years that just because Gene Chizik won a national championship, he's better than Bill Snyder, okay, who's a top 10 coach of this this era, okay? A guy that I always think, this is always going to be the guy I'll bang the table for, always, is Mike Gundy. Now, history will not be kind of Mike Gundy because of the, the press conference rant will come off wrong. Um, Mike Gundy is one of the best college football coaches. You will see. He is that freaking good. Now, do I think he would work in a lot of different places outside of Stillwater? I don't know. But he's so freaking talented. He's so freaking talented. And the fact that he got robbed of a national championship opportunity, I know that that would have benefited us. My gunny is absurdly good at coaching. Absurdly good. Not just kind of good, absurdly good at coaching college football. Okay. Once again, I don't know if he'd work somewhere else. I would I would like to see it just to see it. He's only 56. I could see it. But he was he played at Oklahoma State and he's been the coach here since 05. He's so good. He's so freaking good. Okay. I'm telling you. I'm a man. I'm 40. He's a beast, man.
Oh no. There's no way. Huh? Huh? Oh, the Buccaneers had a chance to catch a Hail Mary to beat the Buffalo Bills. We can y'all want to do another Hail Mary breakdown? We did one last week. I actually can't. I don't want to mess with the, the NFL. Someone who knows baseball, tell me if the Texas Rangers are going to win versus the uh, Diamondbacks. Yeah, I, I never understood the Godali MVP. I think it's kind of cool, though. But still. Yeah, Dwayne, I, I am too. I mean, before we played Army and, and Auburn, we were the uh, SEC's worst when it comes to yards per, per rush defended. <laughs> it, yeah, Pierce, it's, it's essentially it, Yeah, you know, Mac, I, I'll tell you this, and I know Brian Kelly would be very angry with me saying this, but I can't change my opinion because this is this actually got printed in a Dig magazine. But Manti Teo was like the most narrative-based Heisman finalist I've ever seen. Like, I don't think he was – he had eight interceptions – a lot of them were like just straight to him, lucky deflections. And he wasn't even like top 15 in like tackles. He was a very good player. And he was definitely, I'm fine with him winning the butt kiss when he won it. And obviously there was more to a story outside of that Heisen run. I thought the documentary was really good. But Jadavian Clowney should have been in New York that year, because that was his sophomore season, I think. Um, but, you know, you had the, the Notre Dame narrative going on, right? And Manti was a beast. He was a really good player. Yeah, Pegasus, I'm not the best to, to answer the balloon Dior. Like, I mean, I, I follow soccer, but I think in order to really comment on that, you have to follow all the leagues, okay? Now, obviously, I would be biased because I'm mostly an EPL guy. I watch more EPL than MLS. Um, but, yeah, Early Holland should be the, the balloon Dior winner, my opinion. 
there, there was not a better player in the world than him. Okay. Now, obviously, Messi was the story, and I could understand some reasoning behind giving Messi the award because he was, you know, basically one of the few players that decided not to take all the money, <laughs> which would have been an, a crazy astronomical amount of money. So, I would I would give it to Erling Holland, as much as I hate to say it for a, a City player. But yeah, he's 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 great. Still, the weirdest thing though is like, like Harry Kane being with Bayern is still so weird to me, and it's just one I can, it just doesn't feel right, right? I thought Sadio Mane going to Bayern was 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 tough, but even that kind of made sense. And I'm a, I'm obviously a Mane super fan. But Harry King going going to Bayern. I also get it though, getting out of England with what happened in the, the the penalty. But yeah. I'd actually feel really bad for him. You know, it's kind of hard for me to ever feel bad for like an elite tier professional athlete because they have so much money and they live lives that we can only dream of. Right. But that would be absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal if they, if they won. And I know a lot of Spurs fans met a lot of them overseas. It would be funny, but also that's tough. You have to admit that's that's brutal. That's brutal. All right, y'all. This was a lot of fun. Big shout out to our top super chatter tonight. Player X showing us some love. Seal. Jared. Obviously Van. Obviously Rome. Obviously Roby. Michael B., the winner of Malik card. And James, thank you for the Super Chat. Good to see you from Rustin by way of Houston. Congrats to Dante and Michael B., our big card winners tonight. We'll do it again next week. Thanks to Player X for uh, showing some love, getting us this Mason Smith card to give away. That was a good thing. Um, I, I do want to bring one thing up. I want, I want to say it towards the end. Okay. I am devastated uh, on a very serious note of what happened with the Northwestern football program. Devastated. Okay. It's been a tough year for Louisiana football programs. Tough. Okay. I mean, uh, no joking at all. 
Yeah, we had the situation that happened at Grambling where the, the young man got hurt. And my heart shattered for him uh, in Tiger Stadium. You know, in the middle of a blow, he got seriously injured. And then, of course, we had the Greg Brooks situation, which is also very serious. Then we had the situation in Northwestern where a player dies and they they cancel the season and the coach steps down. Don't know what's all what all is going on over there. I really do feel for these smaller school programs, right? Like the gap between like LSU and that is so massive. And, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with this because my next door neighbor is, is currently uh, a pretty elite D three level corner, right? He's really good. He could, obviously walk on at a lot of big time universities and um and you know you know they love football as much as the guys at LSU love football right you've got to really love it if you want to play at that level okay um so yeah you know anything lower than like the the, the power five level it's it's tough I mean it's a grind right and those guys put in so much work and they have to deal with, you know, the emotion of losing a teammate. And now, you know, the the season is just done. And my heart also hurts on a lesser note for all their remaining opponents. It, it just sucks. Like, it's it sucks. So for anyone from Northwestern watching this right now, my heart hurts for you. Like, it really, really, really does. Uh, I hate that. I, I think um, I, have a, I think I know the guy who does a play-by-play for them. I know he's hurting, right? Sucks. Absolutely sucks. So my heart goes out to um, all the fans. It, it's just it's just brutal, right? So I did on a sad note, but I, want, I wanted to get to that towards the end uh, to, to, to get into what really, really matters. But otherwise. It was a good stream. Now, I will be chatting in the Discord. If you do love me, all right, uh, I understand. You just like the YouTube. I get it. Some of you just like the YouTube. And I talked to you about joining the Discord via our Patreon. I have a Jaden Deep Dive right now on Patreon. The only part of his game where he has regressed and why that's a good thing. You can read it. Even it's it's free of charge. All you gotta do is go to the link down below, patreon.com slash LSU football. Okay. It is pow out LSU boom. And tonight to celebrate Weston Davis. We're doing some meat lovers pizza. Let's go. Let's go.